Jeff, it feels like we've been talking about this game for years. Now we get to talk about it because it's imminent. Packers at Vikings on Sunday afternoon. This is Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider with the former Vikings general manager and former president of the Tennessee Titans, part of TalkNorth.com. And and we'll, we'll get to everything else in a little bit. But let's just start with this. The Vikings are a mystery. New head coach has never been head coach before. New offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, new defensive scheme, new offensive scheme, new general manager. They didn't play their starters in preseason. We really don't know a lot about this team. Do you think the unfamiliarity, whether it's the Vikings' unfamiliarity with you know playing under pressure or the Packers' unfamiliarity with these schemes and how these players are going to look, do you think it benefits the Packers or the Vikings more? Yeah, I, I, honestly, I, I think it probably benefits the Packers when you've got an experienced returning coaching staff and systems and all that that have been in play and proven over time with 13 wins the last three years and number one seeds and all that. So I think you have to give the advantage to Green Bay in that regard. There is, as you said, the the unfamiliarity factor and potential surprise factor. But I think the other thing that is, is a mystery is Kevin O'Connell is a play caller. He's never been the the play caller on offense. And so I think those are some of the, certainly some of the subplots to this game when you go beyond the rivalry, the excitement of a regular season opener, the, the, the fact that it's double exciting because it's Packer week and I think it's just the energy level is going to be fantastic at U.S. Bank Stadium. Kevin O'Connell has talked about that this week. and But he's very honest, too. He says he said, I know how good we can be, but we got to see it. And I think that that's how everybody feels at this point, because who knows how effective they're going to be. I think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle coming out of the gate, honestly, when, when you think about going against, first of all, a top five talent defense in Green Bay and your offensive players really other than on the practice field and in some joint practices with, with the 49ers, they have not been in live tackling live football situations yet and didn't play in the preseason, which you can debate that endlessly. And of course, coming out of the preseason healthy is a major factor for the Vikings. They only had one player listed on their injury report yesterday as a limited participant who was their starting defensive end, Jonathan Bullard. And how long he's going to be the starter, we don't know because they traded for Blacklock out of Houston. And so, meanwhile, the Packers have five players that were listed either did not participate, which was Alan Lazard, starting receiver, uh, with an ankle and and four other guys, I think one of the big mysteries and perhaps a bigger factor than all the schemes and all the this and that is the question of how effective David Bakhtiari and Elgin Jenkins, the Packers' two offensive tackle pro bowlers, are going to be. They're expected to play coming off major knee injuries, but how effective will they be? And when Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith are lining up against them. It's going to be a huge challenge. There are just so many factors in this game. The Packers have had special teams issues last year. They 
paid the former Las Vegas interim coach to come in and be, take over the special teams, made him the highest paid special teams coach in the league. I'm sure Packer fans would be watching that. And the Vikings have a couple of, especially Kane Wong Wu as a kickoff returner. He could be a factor in this game. So there's just so many things that are going to be looked at. But ultimately, it's going to come down to matchups. It's going to come down to that Vikings offensive line, especially on the interior. Can Bradbury and Ed Ingram, the rookie right guard, can they match up with Kenny Clark, a Pro Bowl nose tackle? And can the Vikings hold the edges against a couple of, of really excellent pass rushers in Preston Smith and uh, Rashawn Gary. I, I'm going to love watching Justin Jefferson go against Jair Alexander, two pro bowlers in their matchup. So it, it's just a, a really exciting game, a really exciting opener. And then you got to factor in the fatigue factor, Jim, because an opening game players have not played a full game yet. And so watch for the rotation, too, especially with Hunter and Zadarius Smith. I think we'll see a fair amount of D.J. Wanham and Patrick Jones giving those guys relief. But it's going to be an exciting game, and I'm, I'm, I'm pumped up for it. Oh, I am, too. I'm really looking forward to it. And listen, this is nothing like Vikings-Packers. Not only has it been a great rivalry, uh, not only does it have – I mean, let's face it. There aren't many NFL teams that have this mixture where you have – you know, the two teams not only located close to each other, but also so many Wisconsinites live and work in the Twin Cities. And, and they're uh, not a small number of Minnesotans and other upper Midwest people who follow the Vikings who live in, in, in Wisconsin. It's more Wisconsinites in Minnesota than vice versa. But it, it really is unique. And, and you know, we, we've heard the cliches like border battle so often. Sometimes you forget just how true it is. It really is you know, an integrated fan base, and you're going to see a lot of Packer games at the and Packer fans at the game, and the two teams usually duel for the the uh, for the playoffs and the division title. And it, it's it's the it's one of the best rivalries in sports. It really is. Yeah, I think it really is, and I think this particular game, and and O'Connell really mentioned that how important this particular game is, and he and he knows that that you play your arch rival twice and you've got them at home in the opener. The Packers came out of the gate really slow last year. They got clobbered by the Saints in Jacksonville, 38-3 to in their opener. Now, I don't expect them to lay an egg like that again, not, not against their arch rival, not in a division game in an opener. And so, but again, O'Connell did talk about that it's going to be a, a big challenge against this team. And, and as you said, the, the Packer fans find their way into the stadium. The, the question is, can, can the Vikings do enough to keep the Packer fans quiet? <laughs> because we've seen some games where it gets awfully loud in there, even with, with three 4,000 Packer fans, if they're going well. And so I think that that's going to be part of the big question this, this week is, is how things unfold, how the game goes. And, and again, just the rivalry, the excitement of it. And, but again, it's just, it, it, it's an exciting opener. We know that. And good news for the Vikings is to have come in basically healthy. Irv Smith Jr. is, is back at practice. And, and so are the young DBs and uh, Scene and, and Booth, they're back. And even though they're not going to start. And so, Exciting week one, and this is one of the premier games. This is going to be the doubleheader game on Sunday. 
that 325 start, it gives the fans a uh, couple more hours to get into it, shall we say, Jim. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll drink extra coffee in that time, no doubt about <laughs> yeah, it. They'll be, highly, they'll be highly caffeinated by the time they get in the stadium. Hey, if you like the show or you like the network, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. Subscribing is the easiest way to listen. It's also absolutely free. Just uh, allows the shows to be delivered to you in a very seamless way. You can also go to talknorth.com, check out all the shows, including the Viking Update show, which is already out this week. Uh, we also have other great stuff. Cheryl Reeve, Roy Smalley, and Lavelle Neal on the Chin Music Baseball show. Uh, you know, John Millay with his preps. Uh, and this show with Jeff Diamond. We appreciate you listening. And thanks also to Brianne Burdett. Thanks to our sponsors, White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com, and Platinum Bank. We'll tell you about more about them in a minute. So, let, let, you know, we've been talking about the Vikings all offseason. Let's really get into the Packers. Uh, what should the expectations be? They keep winning 13 games a year. They keep disappointing their fans in the playoffs. Uh, but they have been a dominant team for a while now. Do, does the dominance continue without Devontae Adams? Yeah, I think that's the the big question on offense for the Packers without Devontae. And but we know this: Aaron Rodgers seems to find a way and, and to lash himself on to what whoever his key guy is going to be, and whether it's going to be maybe Christian Watson, the second round pick, probably not this week in the opener. Although he's is back practicing this sometime in camp, and as we said, Alan Lazard has been missing practice with his ankle. They also lost um, Valdez Scantling, who was a good deep threat, and it hurt the Vikings in the past when he signed with Kansas City. So that receiving core is, is certainly being remade, and we'll just have to see how effective they can be. I do expect this, Jim. I think that Rodgers is going to go after Cam Dantzler early and often. We've talked about this, that Patrick Peterson had a great camp He's an established guy. I don't think that Rodgers is, is going to be pointing at him as much as Dantzler. And and that's going to be a, a, a big thing, how Dantzler holds up in this game. Shandon Sullivan is the slot receiver, or slot corner, too, is going to have a big task. And so I, I think it's going to be a, a really interesting, as we said, another subplot, that, rate, that Packer receiving core and how – they do in this opening game, but we also know the Packers have a couple of really good running backs in Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and they'll also want to pound the rock, too. So I think really a couple of under-the-radar guys who are going to be really important are the interior defensive linemen for the Vikings. I'm talking about Harrison Phillips and Dalvin Tomlinson, who need to step up and control that running game so that Kendricks and, and Hicks and Harrison Smith can can make the tackles. Uh, and, and, of course, also Phillips and Tomlinson. The, the Vikings run defense has been shaky the last few years. They brought these guys in for a reason. And now here, here's a, an early test because the Packers are going to want to run the ball. We know that. And, and to set up their play action game for Rodgers and, and so forth. And, and meanwhile, a really good tight end, Robert Tanyan, has been coming off a knee injury. He was limited this week in practice. So the Packers have more injury issues. They have they have some question marks. Their special teams, as, as I already mentioned, are, are going to be a big factor potentially in this game. They were a problem last year. They cost them the playoff game, the divisional playoff loss to the 49ers when there was a block punt for a touchdown that turned that game around. So, so many issues. I, I'm really on both sides 
for the Packers and the Vikings. And, and ultimately to me, the most important thing for green Bay, what is that offensive line going to look like? And conversely for the Vikings, what's their offensive line going to look like inside? So it may well be. And when we get down to our prediction time, you'll see why I'm saying this. I, I think it could be a lower scoring game than a lot of people think because there are, coming out of training camp and preseason and not playing in preseason games. Sometimes it's tough for offenses to come out of the gate really fast. So good point. Uh, I think it's so we spend so much time talking about the Packers offense because of Rogers personality, his greatness, uh, the changes they've made, the fact they have an offensive head coach, they're prolific, they have very good running game. And they have injury issues. I want to talk about the Packers defense and maybe what it'll look like against a Vikings offense that we're still guessing about. But first, uh, before we get to that, let's thank our producer, Brianne Burdett, and let's thank our sponsors, starting with White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com. Yeah, absolutely, Jim. Thanks. Always happy to talk about the White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC, and my great friend, the owner, Paul Rubin, his general manager, Charlie Guttrell. They're fantastic staff. Minnesota's number one volume Buick GMC dealer, six years running with the best selection and their super friendly premium team. They're pumped up for the opener too. <laughs> and check out their great website, whitebearlakesuperstore.com. You'll see 0% APR on most GMC and Buick SUV models, including the stylish Encore GX. Check out the all new next generation GMC Sierra 1500. Reserve yours now and explore the GMC Sierra HD. Don't wait. Reserve your all-electric super truck, the Hummer EV. The White Bear Lake Superstore also is the Quigley 4x4 van superstore. And they are a certified elite dealer. Only 7% of GM dealers make the cut. So visit in person at 3900 Highway 61 North in White Bear Lake or online at whitebearlakesuperstore.com for all your vehicle needs and the premium experience. Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Thanks also to our longtime sponsor, Platinum Bank. Yeah, love our sponsor, Platinum Bank. Is your bank a partner or simply a provider in today's environment? Businesses and individuals need a bank that can move quickly and act creatively. Platinum Bank understands the Twin Cities market, partnering with clients to overcome the challenges, capitalize on opportunities, and helping Twin Cities executives to grow their businesses. Platinum Bank's financial products are tailored to meet the unique needs of your organization and solve your problems, not create them. I am a very happy Platinum Bank client and account holder, have personally experienced tremendous customer service working with Market President Nate Erfer and VP Drew Lynch. To learn how Platinum Bank can be an asset to your business, visit www.platinumbankmn.com. Platinum Bank, providing a means to a dream. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Thanks to all of our sponsors across the TalkNorth.com platform. We appreciate you listening. So. Again, it's so easy to talk about the Packers offense because there's so much drama on that side of the ball. How good is the Packers defense and how does it match up with this Vikings offense? Yeah, I think it's I think it's potentially terrific. And they added two number one picks to to an already good defense. And Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker, uh, defensive tackle and, and a linebacker. And so they aren't necessarily going to start, but they're going to play a lot in this game. And as I said, there'll be a lot of rotating on that, on that def on those defenses. And so, but I think so much of the Packers is their edge rushers, uh, Rashawn Gary, 
is is a, a really good former number one pick, a very good player, Preston Smith, an excellent edge rusher, uh, to the extent that they were willing to part with Zadarius Smith, who, of course, is now in Minnesota. And I thought it was interesting this week. We'll, we'll talk about this in a second, Jim, how Zadarius finally spouted off about his departure from Green Bay. But anyways, just looking at that Packer defense, I think it all starts up front. Kenny Clark, one of the best nose tackles in the league, he's given Garrett Bradbury fits over the years, and I'm sure the Vikings are going to double him with Ed Ingram and with Ezra Cleveland to help Bradbury. Uh, to me, again, that's, that's such a huge question for this offense is how that offensive line holds up. Now, O'Connell has says he feels really good about the O-line. We'll see really quickly <laughs> starting this Sunday, and – Kenny Clark is just an excellent player, really hard to move. And, and then you got a, a secondary that is just loaded. Uh, I mentioned Jair Alexander. Eric Stokes is a former first-round pick. Uh, they've, they've got a couple of excellent safeties. And, and so there's just a lot of talent on that defense. That's going to be a, a tough nut to crack for this Vikings offense in week one. And – especially if they're rolling coverage towards Jefferson, which you got to expect. Jefferson had a big game against them last year here, uh, caught the winning touchdown pass, as we recall, and which could really set up a big day potentially for Adam Thielen, for K.J. Osborne, Irv Smith. They could get their opportunities, but we know they're going to get the ball to J.J. They've got to do that. He's their best player. And Dalvin Cook running and passing is going to be big in this game. A lot of screens. And I think the run game, obviously important. And, and Dalvin is, is one of the guys they need to, to keep healthy this year and, and rotate him with Madison, Wong Wu, and maybe even the rookie Ty Chandler. So a lot of depth of the Vikings are running back. But that Packer defense is really good. As I said, I think it's going to be tough early on to move the ball against them. And Kirk Cousins is going to need protection in order to be able to have the time to find Jefferson, Theo, and Osborne downfield. Really a big key to this game is how the Vikings handle that Packer defense. And conversely, how the Vikings revamp defense stacks up against Aaron Rodgers and company. Before we get to our NFL look and our NFL picks, uh, you know, you know Adam Thielen. You worked with him before. Where do you think he is in his career? Is he is he evolving into an underneath red zone possession receiver? Or do you think there's still some downfield capability there? I think there's plenty of downfield capability. I, I watch Adam closely in camp. He looks the same to me. He always keeps himself in great condition. He he owns a, a, a workout facility. Co-owns a workout facility. He's there all the time when he's not at the Vikings facility. And, and he's just so dedicated to his craft and such a smart player, knows how to set up defensive backs and runs great routes. I think he's the same guy he's been. And I think he's going to be the great threat in the red zone that he's been. I think that he is going to benefit from all the attention that Jefferson's going to get this year. And so I, I really look for Adam to have, have a big year and, and hopefully stay healthy and and not have the kind of little nagging injuries he's had to fight through the last couple of years. But he feels good, and, and coming into this game looks really good. So some players are, are able to play 
into their 30s. Adam at 32 years old, he looks great, and I, I think he'll have a big a big role in this game. All right, let's get some. We're going to do some NFL picks, not because we want you to go out and bet based on our picks, and we're not even going to use point spreads. We're going to have some fun with it, and we're going to use it as a way to talk about some developments around the league. And let's, and of course, we will pick the Packers and the Vikings at the end. Let's start with Steelers Bengals. You have, you know, a guy who just always finds a way to win, and Mike Tomlin. You have a rivalry. You have the Bengals coming off a Super Bowl. Uh, what do you? How do you view these two teams going into the season? Yeah, I think. Mitch Trubisky gets to start in Pittsburgh. I just don't know how effective he's going to be. The Bengals have a pretty good defense. Joe Burrow didn't play in preseason, had the injury he had to fight through. And so, but he's just got so many weapons, starting with Jamar Chase. I I like the Bengals in this game at home, coming off their title year. But I think the Steelers are going to play him tough. They've, They've got a lot of talent on that defense, too. I just don't know that Trubisky is capable of pulling off this upset on the road. So I, I, w- I would go definitely with the Bengals in this game. Yep, agreed on all points there. How about Bucks at Cowboys? I think the Bucks are one of the great mystery teams uh, in the NFL. Uh, Brady had a, a break for personal reasons in training camp, which he never does. They have offensive line injury problems, uh, but they're still good. And there are people around the league saying that Brady's arm, when he does has practices looked as good as ever. Then you have the Cowboys who, you know, the, the, the Kings of winning, of getting people excited and then winning eight games. So how do you view this game? Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a great matchup. Very close battle. I, I, I think that Dallas at home, you, you got to figure that, that they may have an edge in that regard, but for some reason, I'm thinking the Bucks are going to pull this one off and still rule that, that NFC South this year, even though the Saints have had their number in recent years, that beat them, I think, whatever, four or five straight games. But I would take the Bucks in this game. I think it's going to be a very close ball game. Could go either way. But Brady seems to always respond when people are questioning him and challenging him and saying, how, could, how dare you leave training camp and, and what's going on there? So. I'll, I'll take the Bucks. I'm going to take the Cowboys because the Cowboys are – they specialize in raising people's hopes before dashing them. And I think they'll <laughs> raise people's hopes by winning at home against the Bucks on opening day, and and then later they will dash those hopes. So that's that's my pick there. Uh, how, we'll pick a couple of division games here. 49ers at Bears. Now, the Bears in many ways look like a terrible team, but the reports you know, the people I trust out of Chicago are that Justin Fields actually had a pretty good camp, and there's some hope around him. Uh, the 49ers are the opposite. We know they have a great roster, but they're bringing in a quarterback who hasn't played, you know, has barely played above high school in Trey Lance. Uh, so, so this is a, to me, a more intriguing game once you, upon reflection than maybe at first glance. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that the bears, they've still got some talented players. They've got Roquan Smith. They, they've got some good players on that team, but, but they are clearly in a rebuild mode and just don't have the talent offensively, I think, to to make a dent in, in a really good 49er defense that we saw here in, in the joint practices. They've got just a ton of talent on that defense, starting with Nick Bosa up front. And so I, I, think, the four, I think the 49ers will, will win the game. But, again, in an opener with Trey Lance, <clears throat> in his, in his, now he did get a couple starts last year, but the pressure's on. 
I think this will be a low-scoring game, and I think the 49ers will win by at least a touchdown. Yeah, it's hard to pick against that. I agree with you there. Eagles at Lions, once again, Lions, you know, the Lions are fascinating because they got a lot of people excited last year, and they played a lot of close games. They almost beat the Ravens at home. Um, they beat the Vikings, and but they still end up three three victories. I mean, are they really going to be better? And they're playing, by the way, they're playing the Eagles, who are, again, another intriguing NFL, NFC team. They add they add Brown. They have uh, Devontae Smith. Uh, we don't know exactly what Jalen Hurts is yet, but they, you know, these are two kind of mystery teams for me. Yeah, a little bit. I think the Lions will be better. I think there is a good energy there under Dan Campbell. They, I think they've upgraded their talent. Aiden Hutchinson, probably the best defensive player in the draft, will make an impact. <clears throat> Jared Goff is is still a, a decent quarterback, especially when he's got time to throw. And and that Lion offensive line is, is underrated. And Frank Rag now, the local product from Chanhassen, anchors them in center. He has some injury issues in the past, and he's back healthy. I would not be at all surprised if Detroit pulled off the upset in this opener, but I would pick Philly in a close game. Yeah, that's an easy pick for me as well. All right, two more games, one including the Packers-Vikings. Denver at Seattle, Russell Wilson going back home. Uh, some interesting reports out of ESPN about how the, the fact that Seattle uh, apparently was willing to trade Russell Wilson before the 2018 season for a top pick, and uh, Wilson got word of that, and that kind of soured the relationship there. Now now Wilson has the massive contract in Denver with a team that looks like a good roster. It, it's really hard to see what Seattle's doing at this point. I'll go first. I think Denver wins this one going away. What do you think? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say going away because I, I do think Pete Carroll will find a way to, to throw some schemes at, at, at Denver and at Russell Wilson. But Denver's just got more talent. And, and I do think that they win this game, but I, I think it'll be closer than perhaps people think. And all right, now the, again, oh, again, you, you come in with a new quarterback and a new system. It, it's still going to be a little bit of a learning curve. Yeah, and that'll be fun to watch on Monday night. I, I love the fact that I know I'm have good football to watch Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. Now, now, game of the week, at least for us, Packers at Vikings. I'll go first and let then let you just. Uh, whale on this game. I already picked this talking on the Viking Update show with John earlier this week. I'm taking Packers 27-22. I wouldn't be surprised if both teams looked a little bit rusty uh, for all the obvious reasons. And I just think the Packers are the better team and will do enough on defense. Your thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, uh, I've kind of gone back and forth on this game. I, I, I do think it's an opportunity for the Vikings opening day with all the excitement, with the home crowd and that whole element. But I, I think Green Bay, with the returning coaches and, and the advantage potentially there, and that defense is just really good. And usually defenses look better early in the season than offenses, so it's going to make it tough on, on the Vikings. But they've been working on this game all through camp and, and putting in, I'm sure, a lot of interesting little wrinkles to try to confuse the, the Packers, but ultimately – They've got really good players on defense. We, we didn't mention Devondre Campbell, the ex-gopher who had a fantastic year last year for them. And so, again, I think that both defenses will be tough on the offenses who didn't play in preseason games and, and tough on the quarterbacks. And, again, 
Bakhtiari and and Jenkins coming back off the injuries, if they're even going to play, which we expect them to play. But you got to give the edge to to Hunter and Zadarius Smith in that regard. And we know Zadarius is really fired up. He finally unleashed in the last couple of days and talked about how everybody avoided him in Green Bay. And he was a nobody last year after doing so much and being a pro bowler for two years. Now, is that true? Is that not true? Is he pumping himself up? <laughs> we'll see. But I think it's a defensive battle more so than maybe some of the past Viking Packer games. And again, I think it's just really hard in a, for a rookie head coach in their first, in the first game for a new coaching staff to knock off a three-time division champ, even if you're at home, it could go either way. The Packers special teams could let them down again. All of a sudden cousins of Jefferson can make big plays. Dalvin cook. There's a lot of ways the Vikings can win this game, but I, I ultimately see green Bay's defense making enough plays and, I'm going to pick the Packers 22 to 20. So it's a little more low scoring perhaps than some past games, but I'll pick green Bay, but I would not be in the least bit surprised if the Vikings pulled, pulled this one off. And let's remind people that the NFL is not only predictable on a week by week basis, but week one can be crazy unpredictable. Last year, the Packers got destroyed by an average saints team on the road, a 38-7, something like that. And it had nothing to do with how they're going to play the rest of the year. They still won on one 13 games. So anything could happen, Sonny. That's one of the things we love about the NFL. And we'll be talking about them all season here with Jeff, Jeff Diamond's show and also with the Viking Update show. So thanks to Brianne. Thanks to WhiteBearLakeSuperstore.com. Thanks to Platinum Bank. And, Jeff, uh, hit us with one more, one more thought on either the Vikings, the Packers, or the league before we let you go today. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of funny. I, I was thinking back to another Viking rookie head coach who took on the Packers in his debut. And I'm talking about, this is now 30 years ago, the 1992 opener. And, and I was actually a rookie GM, just like Quasi Adolfo Menza, even though I'd been with the team as an assistant GM and up through the ranks. But that was my first game as a GM. And Denny Green, it was his, his first game as a head coach going against Mike Holmgren in the Green Bay. And I, I was looking back at this game, thinking about it, and remembering that preseason where Denny played the starters a lot, and we destroyed the, all four teams. We went we went 4-0 in that preseason, and then we get into – and we're playing on the road in Green Bay as opposed to Kevin O'Connell has the advantage of playing at home. We're on the road in Green Bay, and we're going to overtime against the Packers. And I'm thinking, wow, if we could have just had some of those points from preseason and put them towards this game – it was just a really tough game. Rich Gannon was our starting quarterback. Remember the magic man, Don Mikowski for Green Bay? He was the starter there. And they had a second-year guy named Brett Favre riding the bench that day, but he took over the next week for the next 16 years. And as it turned out, Terry Allen had a 45-yard run to set up Fouad Revez for the game-winning field goal. And we had a nerve-wracking opening win in Green Bay. Went on to an 11-5 season the NFC Central Division at the time title. And I'm sure Kevin O'Connell would love to have a similar type debut to get his, his head coaching career off to a good start. Going to be exciting to see how it works out this Sunday. 
I love that you brought up some of my favorite. I mean, Terry Allen was a really underrated back. Don Mikowski was a blast, although he didn't have the longevity, of course, that Favre did. And Favre Rivera is one of my favorite Vikings of all time. I, I love the fact you brought up old Favre's name. Yeah, you probably covered that game, didn't you? I did. I did. I'm old. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> hey, good stuff, Jeff. It's going to be a fun season. Thanks again to Brianne, and we'll talk to you next week after we know what happened in the Viking Packers game.